appreciate Brother Larry's sensitive spirit to the Lord this morning. Thank God for the singing. Romans chapter 8. Appreciate an opportunity to be back in this meeting. Sure missed it last year. And uh, a lot of things, a lot of water went under the bridge in the last year. A lot of things have changed. And, uh, but I'm glad, thank God, that there's still a hope for the children of Amen. God. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad, thank God, I can report in like Brother Larry and say, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. I don't know a whole lot, but I know I'm saved. Amen. And uh, I know I'm called. Amen. And I know I'm going to heaven one day. Yeah. Amen. And I know the Lord's walking with me and talking with me and telling me he is, uh, I am his own, and I say, bless his name. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation Amen. to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life is Christ Jesus uh, of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of the Spirit of, of law of sin and death. And what the, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be uh, fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are, are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit do mind the, th or, or, or the, the, after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, right. but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, dwell in you, now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Let's pray together. Father, thank you, Lord, for the portion of Scripture you directed our hearts to. Thank you, Lord, for the, uh, the message we've already heard, for the testimony. Thank you, Lord, for the songs of Zion. I'm glad I'm saved, Lord, this morning. I'm glad I'm in your house. I'm glad I'm numbered among the children of God. I pray, God, that you would help me now handle the Word of God with wisdom and understanding. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to preach of the unsearchable riches of Christ. Hide us in the cross and use us this morning. And I pray, Lord, for that heart that's here in trouble, that heart that's in need. May they find a word from God. May they find a nugget, God, from you today that would be a blessing and a help to them in a troubled age. And we'll praise you and we'll give you the glory for we ask it in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to preach for a little thing, just for a few minutes on this little thought. Uh, some things that salvation brings. Amen. Some things that salvation brings. <laughs> I'm glad, thank God, that salvation comes into the heart, thank God, of the, of the repentant sinner when he comes to the, uh, to the foot of the cross and begins to yeah. cast himself, thank God, at the mercies of the Lord. I'm glad, thank God, for grace. For by grace are you saved. Ain't that right? Amen, that's and right. I'm glad I'm saved by the good grace of God. But when I got saved, thank God, there were some things that I found out later on, Brother Larry, uh, that I didn't really understand. And I appreciate right. you minding right. the Lord. I, I'd, Brother Milby had said maybe he'd asked me to preach and, and I was wrestling which way to go and, and you settled it for me this morning. I appreciate you minding of the Lord. Uh, uh, but thank right. God, as we look here in the text, he said, therefore, uh, there is now no condemnation I thank God. I'm glad, thank God, I can report to you right now. Thank God, condemnation has been removed. Amen. I say, bless his name. I'm glad, thank God, in the day, I thank God, when people feel guilty and feel 
people feel under condemnation. I'm glad, thank God, that the condemnation has been removed this morning. I thank God one trip to Calvary and the condemnation's gone. Yeah. Amen. You know why condemnation, thank God, was upon us? It wasn't because anything I'd done. See, the problem's not what I'd done. The problem's what I was. Right. right. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Uh, see, that's the whole problem with, uh, with a lot of uh, uh, our modern day belief. They're trying to fix what people are doing, uh, and they don't need to just fix what they're doing. Uh, they need somebody, they need God uh, to fix what they are. Right. Born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Oh, thank God, but I'm glad God came to where I was at uh, as a 19 year old boy and dealt with my heart uh, and showed me I was a lost sinner. Uh, and thank God, he reminded me to Calvary's cross. Uh, and thank God that morning, uh, I got born again. Amen. <coughs> I heard a lot of people testify about their salvation experience. Yes, sir. Amen. And I'm not knocking anybody that anybody ever says about their salvation experience. But I know this. I didn't see a lot. I didn't see lightning flash or thunder up. No, me either. But I'll tell you what I did feel. I thank God I felt the condemnation in my life. I thank God that I was guilty before God. I thank God in my sin. But I'm free. Thank God that God set me free in Christ Jesus. Right. And the condemnation was removed. Yeah. Amen. 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 When God removed the condemnation yeah. that was hanging over you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad, thank God, that he, that he removed that condemnation. Amen. And when he removed the condemnation, he cleaned the conscience. Yes, Amen. Right. Amen. 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 Right. That's right. 19 years of mess piled up. Yeah. 19 years of sin piled up. And thank God, but God come by where I was at. And when he, uh, uh, thank God, when he, uh, uh, thank God, saved me, he cleaned my conscience. Right, uh, right. The guilt of my past is gone. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank God, do you remember the day uh, when the Lord cleaned your conscience? Amen. Amen. It was more than just him cleaning my heart. He cleaned my mind. Right. Ain't that right? All those sins of the past, all those things I'd done wrong, all those uh, uh, conniving things I'd done when nobody was looking. Uh, uh, thank God I'm glad uh, uh, that the Lord cleaned my conscience uh, and thank God he washed away uh, all that mess that was in my mind. Go ahead. Uh, have you ever had him clean your conscience? Uh, the condemnation's removed. Do you remember the day that load lifted? If you don't have a day when the load lifted, you're still lost. That's right. Ain't that right? I'm going to tell you, thank God, I'm glad that he, he, he pulled that mess off me. Right. That weight of guilt and sin that was dragging me down into hell. David said uh, uh, he was sinking, thank God, in a horrible pit. Uh, I was right there with him. Uh, uh, thank God, but God lifted me up. Uh, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, uh, out of miry clay, uh, set my feet upon a rug, uh, and established my gold. Uh, I say bless his name this morning. Uh, uh, thank God that the, uh, thank God the condemnation uh, has been removed. Amen. Amen. Well... Not only did he remove the condemnation, but he renovated my mind. Go ahead. He said there, he said, to be carnally minded is death. Right. Ain't that right? Right. You know why so many Christians, so many people in our churches are dead? Because they're so carnally minded. Go ahead. 
He said to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Hallelujah. Somebody said it don't matter what you think. Oh, yes, it does. Amen. Somebody said it don't matter what you do. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, thank God. I believe, thank God, you are to set your affections on things above, not on the things of this world. Oh, thank God, get your eyes off this world and the problems thereof and set your mind over yonder and let him renovate your mind. See, not only did I have a sin problem, I had a thinking problem. Thinking problem. See, I'd been taught wrong. They taught me wrong in school. Right. Huh? They taught Go me ahead. wrong in society. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead and preach, brother. Help us, Lord. Go ahead. But I'm glad, thank God, that morning when I got saved, my thinking changed. Amen. 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 Well, thank you that. Amen. I'm glad, thank God, he changed my thinking. Has he ever changed the way you think about things? Oh, yeah. I used yeah. to enjoy sin. Now it makes me sick. Right, yeah. right, right, right. I, I, the reason I did what I did for 19 years, Brother Danny, is because I enjoyed it. Right. That's right. <laughs> that is right. There ain't no sense in us trying to lie about it. We enjoyed our sin. Right. There is pleasure in sin for a season, Sorry, but Jesus. the season ends. You have to hunt something else to fill that void. But that January morning, thank God, when he, uh, thank God, removed the condemnation, uh, he started a renovation work in my mind, uh, and he's renewing my mind, uh, and he's tearing down some things. Oh, now. Amen. Amen. Now, now in order, I said this to church, you know, if you went in and Brother Benson and you told your wife, said, I'm going to tear the kitchen cabinets out, she probably wouldn't say a whole lot. She'd say, all right, what are we going to put in her place? I mean, she'd be thinking, I'm getting new kitchen cabinets. Would you be all right with that, Sister Teresa? Glory to God. But now he said, I'm going to tear the kitchen cabinets out, and I'm going to get rid of what we had, and we're going to get us two five-gallon buckets, and we're going to sit around the kitchen, and we're just going to stack the groceries all over the floor. She's going to say, hold on just a minute. I don't know if I want you renovating me or not. What I'm trying to get you to say, a renovation process is not only a tearing down of the former, right. it's Amen. a putting back of Come the on. new. Amen. Right. Amen. Nature can't stand a void. Thank God. Uh, that, that boy over yonder in the Gospels, he said uh, there was a spirit went out of him. It left him void. He didn't put nothing in it. Go ahead. He said there was seven other spirits come back and found the house garnished and swept. But nobody there. It was empty. And those seven worst spirits moved in. Am I still preaching the Bible? Uh, What I'm trying to get you to understand is there's a renovation of the mind. And when you get rid of something, put something back in its place. Amen. Give up your Harlequin romance, but thank God put the book of Ruth back in its place. Amen. Give up your country music and your rock music. Go ahead. Put some good gospel music back in its place. Amen. Amen. Nature can't stand a void, you can't either. Put something in there. Isn't it amazing that everything's accepted nowadays among the so-called Christian ranks? Go ahead. All right, if I just drop the plow right here for just a second. Go ahead, brother. We're living in a society that accepts everything. Amen. Adultery's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Fornication's okay. Same-sex marriage is okay. Go ahead, preach, brother. 
That's what they're saying, ain't it? Oh, God help us. Rock music down to church house is okay. Country music, that's what they say. Country music down praise and worship, dance with the ball, dance with the ball and sing with the bouncy ball. I'm here to tell you, thank God, God ain't pleased with none of that junk. Tear it down. Thank God, put old time a salvation back in its place. And let God Amen. put God things back in there. Amen. 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 There must be a renovation of the mind. He started working on my mind. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank God. So not only did I did I get out from under the condemnation, it was removed. But the mind's being renovated. He's still working on me. That's right. Brother Larry, sometimes I still think them things I shouldn't think. Right. Like you right. was talking about and act ways I shouldn't act. Right. Uh, right. I'm doing a whole lot better with it. You pray for me. Amen. Amen. Now don't look at me like that. Uh, ain't none of you come here idea on a cloud this morning. Uh, amen. Thank God. Ain't it amazing we won't act super spiritual? God help us. So we see here that there is a, a, re, a removing of the condemnation. There's a renovating of the mind. But can I say thirdly, there is a receiving of the spirit of adoption. Amen. He said, whereby we receive the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Papa, Daddy. Amen. I'm not knocking you if you do this. Please don't. But, but if you pray and you say, Our immaculate, holy, sovereign, wonderful, gracious Father, you do all that if you don't do. I'm going to get in my place and holler, Daddy! Yeah. I'm needing help. I ain't got time for all that. I'm his son. He's my daddy. Thank God he knows that I respect him. He knows I love him. He knows I hallow his name. Amen. 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 I'm looking to crawl up in his lap. Now my kids are grown about it now. My baby's 14. But when my little ones was little, we would sit and I'd sit in that recliner and that boy of mine, me and him's always been tight, Brother Ben. He'd come and he'd get on that knee right there. I wore my knees out bouncing him young. Hey man, that's why I limp. I've got bad knees. But uh, Hannah, the middle child, she would see, she was just a toddler, and she would see brother and she'd get all tore up. And you'd say, she's jealous. No, she won't at that time, too. And, uh, and I had that recliner. It's a big old lazy boy recliner because I'm a lazy boy. And uh, I got that boy on this leg, and she'd, she'd reach up to me. She couldn't even talk, but she wanted up. And I reached down and picked her up, and I set her on this knee. And I'd sit there, and I'd love on them two youngins. Uh, my daughter was singing that song yesterday morning. Uh, he loves me like I was his own. Hallelujah. He really loves me, thank God. I'm telling you, thank God, we have the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Got a young man that's coming to our church. It's, uh, his mama was smart enough to know she couldn't raise him. Had Got pregnant out of wedlock, knew she couldn't raise this boy. So she took him over to her brothers and his wife, and she let them adopt him. He's my Sunday school teacher. I mean, he's, he knows God. And... Uh, He'll talk about that spirit of adoption. And I got to thinking about this. You know, they say that when people go down to the orphanage, they're looking for the young, cute, cute kids. Yeah. Ain't that right? Yeah. Everybody wants one of them babies, yeah. one of them innocent, maybe a toddler. But the older those children get, the more overlooked they become. Yeah. I'm going somewhere with this. Go ahead. 
So by the time they become 15 or 16 year old, if they're still in that orphanage, it's going to take the grace of God to send somebody down there to get them out of that state mess. Yeah, right. Ain't that right? But I was 19 year old, Brother Larry, and still in the orphanage. Amen. And there's a whole lot of prettier kids around that January morning. But thank God he come walking through the orphanage and he decided to pick me, Brother Mike. I say, bless his name. How dirty Amen. and vile and ungodly Amen. and all that sin. But thank God he came to where I was at and he said, I'm taking you out of here today and I'm taking you home with me. Amen. Amen. We've received the spirit of adoption. Now, some of you. Some, how old you say you was, Brother Larry, when God saved you? 29. That's a long time to stay in an orphanage, ain't it? Ain't no wonder he gets excited and crying when he talks about God coming and getting him out of the orphanage. Amen. Amen. And it don't matter whether you're seven or seven. Thank God. When you realize it's God that came to where you was at and got you out of that mess. Right. And now you can say... I don't believe I'll do God any disrespect right here. But I call my daddy Pap. That's what we started calling him. I don't know where it come from. I think maybe one of the, one of the other brothers started it. They didn't call him, we didn't call him father. We didn't call him daddy. We called him Pap. And one of the grandkids come along, and they were struggling like these little ones do, and they changed it to Pap-Pap. And when my daddy died, he was Pap-Pap. Amen. And... Uh, and I don't think I do God any disrespect to get on my knees and say, Pap, Pap. Amen. If I'm in it out of sincere heart, because he knows that's what we call my daddy. And what I'd be saying, I'd be saying Heavenly Father, but I wouldn't be saying, I'd be saying it in a family language. Right. Uh, amen. Do, do you ever get along with him and just talk to him? Amen. I pulled in on a job site one day, brother. Brother Dwayne, I pulled in on job site. And between jobs, God got in the car with me. And I pulled up onto that job. And I mean, I was crying and wiping snot and tears and, and just rejoicing in my heart how good God had been. And I pulled in and I just cut the computer in gear and sitting there crying. And them boys was down there working. And one of them seen me up there and seen me sitting in the car and thought something was wrong with me. Old man. And he got off of that track hole and he come up there to the side of my window and he knocked on that window. And I was still crying and a weeping, and I looked at him, and he looked at me like, Dear God, somebody's died. And I never even rolled down the window because I was afraid I'd grieve the Holy Ghost. Amen. He's easily grieved. And I just looked at him and I said, and he went, give me one of these, and turned around and left me alone. Amen. Amen. And for the next Amen. 10 minutes, I just continued to cry and rejoice. Amen. What are you saying? I'm saying, thank God, he's my heavenly father, and I've received the spirit of adoption, whereby I cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Daddy. Daddy. Amen. Now, there ain't but three kids in this world that call me daddy. That's that I'm really their daddy. There's some others that aggravate me, call me Big Daddy. But I'm not really their earthly daddy. Amen. They've just kind of made me a surrogate. I guess that's what you call it. But I'm glad, thank God, for my youngins. I love them all three. I got one that's out yonder in sin this morning. And I'm afraid, Brother Larry, if God, if God comes quick, that she'll never make it back from the hog pen. And it breaks my heart. 
But I'll tell you what I've done yesterday before we headed out. I hugged her and I said, I want you to know Daddy loves you. Hallelujah. I know you're not doing right. And you know you're not doing right. We've had this conversation time and time again. But I want you to know if you never see me again, that Daddy loves you. Hallelujah. You know why? Thank God, because she's mine. And no matter how much I disappoint him, no, amen. No matter how much I let Help him it. down, brother, Help brother Danny, he'll come by and he'll say, "You're failed me, amen. but I still love you. Amen. You let me down, but I still love you." Hallelujah, God. And I say, Daddy. I'm so sorry I let you down, amen. Go ahead, now. Thank God. I'm glad that there is a place that you can come and repent and get things right with him. Amen. amen. Well, I'm about done. We see that there is a, a removal of condemnation. There's a renovation of the mind. There is a, there is a, a reckoning of this suffering of this present world. Now, some of you have done a lot of suffering. I spent six days in the hospital with COVID. And I'm going to tell you, when they start talking about ventilators, it gets serious. I didn't come tell you about my COVID state. I tell you, thank God, we're in a perilous time. Amen. Right. And the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know why? Because, thank God, this thing of salvation come to me one day. And the condemnation's gone. Well, the mind's been renovated. And now, thank God, there's a reckoning or accounting process that goes into my account. Uh, thank God of why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. Some of you come to this meeting this week. I preached all this to get to here. Some of you come to this meeting this week and you've had a long dry spell. It's been a long, dusty year for you. God brought you up here to Kentucky to let you know you're not by yourself. Amen. Elijah got so discouraged, Brother Danny, that he sat down and wished he could die. I mean, this is the man of God, Brother Ben, that just called down fire off, amen, on the mountain. He just outrun a chariot. You talk about God giving somebody power. And he sat down now and he's forgot about all the power. He's forgot about all the victory. He's forgot about all the good things. And all he can see is the darkness of his day. Amen. But I reckon that the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared with the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can I say something? I'm somebody going somewhere. Amen. Amen. And I'm experiencing a little bit of glory already. Amen. 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 But one of these days, it's going to turn to sugar. Hallelujah. And it's going to be, it's going to be glory forever. Amen. Lift up your head, child of God. Don't get discouraged. Amen. Oh, Jeremiah, God said, Jeremiah, I knew you before you was born. In your mother's womb, I knew you. Is that what he said? He said, before I called you forth out of her womb, amen, he said, I knew everything that you was going to face. He knows everything, Brother Larry. He knew what he was going to deal with. Amen. He caught us by surprise, but he didn't catch him by surprise. And in chapter 29, he says to Jeremiah, after he showed him the, the, the potter's house and all those other wonderful things, he comes down and he said, there's a little, there's a little group of people 
down yonder in Babylon that's been carried away captive. He said, you write a letter to them, Jeremiah. In chapter 29, he says, you write a letter and you tell them it's going to be for a period of time. Boy, that ain't very good, is it? But he said, I'll tell you what I want you to do. You tell them that while they're down there in Babylon, I'm the one that allowed them to go to Babylon. I'm the one that sent them into captivity. He said, while you're down there, build your houses. Plant you some gardens and vineyards. You know what he's telling them? He said, let your sons and daughters marry. Let them let, continue with life. That's what he's saying. Right. In a dark, dark place, right. continue with life. He said, I know what you're going through. And he said, I, I'm going to give you an expected end. That's what he said over there. Right. Right. He said, they don't nobody know what I'm fixing to do, but I know what I'm fixing to do. Right. And can I say the end is already expected? Amen. Would you take that this morning? The end of this thing's already expected. He's told us this right. is coming. Yeah. And we're here. Amen. Thank God. What are we going to do, preacher? I tell you what, do. Realizing that realize that the sufferings in this present world's for a reason. Jeremiah, you tell my people, don't listen to them false prophets that say you're going to come out of there next week, next month, next year. Don't listen to them false prophets that's the end of this easy stuff. You tell them it's going to be rough. Right. It's going to be hard. Right. They're in, they're in for something, a period of time, and it's going to be a time of suffering. A time, but continue to live. But you remember something. I ain't going to leave them down there forever. Amen. Amen. I'm going to bring them out of captivity. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to bring them back into that land. And can I say, children of God, we're in a dark place, and the su sufferings of this present world are, are all around us. But I'm glad, thank God, he's not going to cast us off forever. Thank God, Jeremiah right. said, I'll tell you about the time my teeth got knocked out. I can tell you about the times in prison. I can tell you about all the dark. Uh, but he said, I found out there's grace. It's new uh, every morning. Great is God's right. faithfulness. Uh, thank God, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying there's some things come with salvation that'll get us through this dark hour. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. The reckoning, yeah. the reckoning of this day. I wouldn't want to be lost in this day. No, no. I sure wouldn't want to be Catholic and expecting somebody to pray for me out of purgatory. Right. Go ahead. You can't hardly get believers to pray anymore, let alone a bunch of drunk Catholics. Right. Amen. Right. You say, I wouldn't say that. I know you wouldn't. That's why I'm here. Okay. I'm glad I'm saved this morning. There's some things that come with salvation. Do you remember when he lifted your load? Amen. Do you remember when he renewed your mind? Right. Do you remember how he started working on it? Do you remember those? Do you remember receiving the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father? Right. There's a reckoning of the sufferings. This suffering, we're going to suffer. We're going to go through some things. Just because you're a Christian don't mean you ain't going to have heart problems or cancer. Amazes me what that crowd's preaching on television that if you're a Christian, you ain't going to have no problems. Yeah. They apparently never read their Bible. Everybody in this Bible had problems. That's right. Ain't that right? That's right. I'm glad I'm saved this morning. Yeah. Thank you, brother.